Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year, especially this time of year. Here's what we've got in store for episode number 173. It's finally time to start talking about the rookie class. So the NFL season has come to an end. Pretty, uh, I felt like a somewhat boring game at points in the Super Bowl, uh, recording this on Monday, so that was a Sunday Sunday night, obviously. Um, but it came down to a pretty fun little ending, so you, at least we had that going for us. Stayed, in, stayed a close game, but pretty boring at parts. But congrats to any of you who are Rams fans, and condolences to those that are Bengals fans, and condolences to me every year because I'm a Cowboy fan. So that's what we have in store. We're going to talk some rookies uh, this time of year. What I try to do is, uh, that's why I didn't do a podcast last week, the weeks bef- between the NFC, champion- NFC and AFC championship games and the Super Bowl week, that's when I do my ever-too-early rookie rankings. So I spend those two weeks looking at uh, highlight films and doing a little bit of other explanation by myself, uh, exploration, I said, uh, by myself, and create my own rookie rankings. And one of the things I like to do is I like to make my own rankings before I look at the rankings of any other website. And so once my rankings are complete, uh, then I look to other Dynasty analysts' rankings to see what differences that we have in our rankings. Of course, this is months before the draft, so things are going to change. But I like to compare my rankings with the professionals at Dynasty League Football. We'll call them DLF, Dynasty League Football, just because they're some of the best in the business. We've been around the longest. They have multiple analysts that contribute to their rookie rankings. So that's the first place that I go to compare you know, the rankings that I came up with by myself with theirs. And my rookie rankings, like I said, are undoubtedly going to change over the next next few months as I study more about the players and actually as I hear more about the players from evaluations from actual NFL scouts. Uh, of course, when we see their combine results, I don't base a lot of change on that, but there's some slight changes. But the player projections as informed, you know, NFL mock drafts start to come out, that changes things quite a bit. Uh, but for now, um, I've done my two weeks of study for the 2020 rookie class. And what I want to do in this podcast is talk about five players that I have ranked higher than the pros at DLF. Five players that I have ranked higher than the pros at DLF and kind of try to explain why I like these players more. Things will change, but right now, uh, early in this, you know, right after the Super Bowl, these are five players that I like more than the pros at DLF. The first is David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. Bell is my third ranked rookie, while DLF pros have him ranked ninth. Uh, he's my second-ranked wide receiver, while he's DLF's sixth-ranked wide receiver. So not a huge difference, but pretty significant difference for that early in the draft. You know, when he signed with Purdue, David Bell was a four-star recruit, the second-ranked wide receiver in Indiana. He had a breakout freshman season with more than 1,000 yards receiving. And get this, he's averaged more than 100 yards receiving per game in his three years at Purdue. That's crazy. His consistency and his production are off the charts in his 6'2", 205-pound frame. Uh, makes him a really versatile weapon and a fantastic NFL prospect, by my opinion. His highlight film shows him winning uh, because of his route running and his craftiness, setting up defenders and finding open spots and zone coverages. Uh, he's really effective on all routes, uh, slants, crossing routes, screens, and he caught plenty of deep balls too. So his versatility and his consistent college production from day one on campus are really what excite me the most about Bell. Uh, For now, I have him ranked above several other wide receivers in the class who, according to NFL mock drafts, are predicted to be drafted before Bell. 
as long as he's drafted in the first or second round there, I don't imagine Bell falling too much in my rankings because no matter which receivers in the class get selected ahead of him, I really like uh, Bell's production and what I saw on his highlights. Second player, this one's a bit, little bit bigger difference, is Jerome Ford, uh, running back out of Cincinnati. Ford is my fifth-ranked rookie, while he's, uh, the, the DLF pros rank him 23rd, so quite a big difference there, 18 spots. He's my second-ranked rookie running back, and he's DLF's seventh-ranked rookie running back. I was actually shocked at the disparity in my rankings when I looked at theirs. Um, it's you know enough to make me want to go back and reconsider why I was so high on Ford compared to other backs in the class. Uh, it was really when I saw his film, his highlight film, I was just blown away. So <clears throat> after seeing this difference in rankings, I went back and watched the film again and was blown away again. I just think he has tremendous vision. He can find holes. He can make cuts to free himself. They're big gains. He averaged more than six yards per carry the last two seasons, and he has a known for the end zone too, knows for the end zone too. Uh, last season, he scored 20 touchdowns. His breakaway speed is also impressive. Last season, he had 43, 50, 75, and two 79-yard runs. So 43, 50, 75, and two for 79. Uh, Ford was a four-star recruit that signed with Alabama before transferring to Cincinnati, so I was intrigued by that. Uh, given the players that Alabama recruits, we know that it's tough to get a starting role at running back in Alabama, which explains why he transferred, and he didn't have a breakout season until his senior year. Uh, but that final year was outstanding. 215 carries, 1,319 yards, 19 touchdowns on the ground, in addition to 21 receptions for 220 yards and one touchdown in the air. I think in this rookie class, there's many running backs who had only one productive season, one highly productive season. And I like Ford uh, to be you know, the one that I like the most. I definitely like consistency like I have, you know, like I mentioned before, and Bell overall. But this year's running back class, there's a lot of guys that just had one good season. And among all of them, I like Ford more than the rest. So we'll see. Third player I like more than the pros at DLF is Jahan Dotson. <clears throat> Dotson is my sixth-ranked rookie, while the pros at DLF rank him 13, so seven spots different. He's my fourth-ranked wide receiver, while he's DLF's eighth-ranked wide receiver. Uh, Dotson was a four-star recruit that signed with Penn State and steadily saw his share of offense increase year-to-year. His total yards grew from 203 to 488 to 884 to 1,200 in his final season. His receptions increased from 13 to 27 to 52 to 91 last season. And his touchdowns increased too, from 0 to 5 to 8 to 12 in his final season. While I definitely prefer breakout seasons in the first or second year, uh, you know, student athletes, I'd really like to see that more. Uh, the, the thing that I maybe like second best is when the players just steadily increase their production year to year to year. I usually rank players, like I said, um, in that category a little higher than those who just have like one breakout year. So if I was to do my own little personal uh, preference would be production from the start. Second would be steadily production year to year to year. And third, I would value someone that's just kind of a one year breakout and they, as far as just consistency. Um, Dotson isn't you know a big play threat, but he's a very reliable possession receiver. He's smaller than many of the receivers in this class. He's only 5'11 and 182 pounds, but I think his excellent route running gets him open on a lot of different routes. He's he's best at making plays on slants and crossers and in the seam, I think. Uh, he finds holes in defenses, catches passes with his hands, and isn't afraid to take a hit, too, even though he's smaller. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, it takes different types of receivers in the NFL. 
and a team that needs a small but sure-handed wide receiver uh, could be very excited to get Dotson on their team. Uh, last season, for instance, I was much higher on Amon Ross St. Brown than most other Dynasty analysts, and he did just what I thought he would do, being that crazy possession receiver, particularly the last you know set of games in Detroit. I see Dotson to be the same type of player as Amon Ross St. Brown was last year. Higher on him than the pros at DLF so far. Two more. Again, we're talking five players that I have ranked, rookies that I have ranked higher than the pros at DLF. Uh, next one's Christian Watson. Uh, Watson from North Dakota State. He was my is my 20th ranked uh, rookie, while the DLF pros rank him 33, so 13 point difference there, 13 ranked difference. Uh, he's my 11th ranked wide receiver, while he's DLF's 15th ranked wide receiver. Over the last two weeks, um, Watson just came to my attention when the scouts could not stop talking about him at the Senior Bowl practices. Uh, though he played at a small school at North Dakota State, he dominated uh, de- defensive backs from the more prominent schools during the Senior Bowl practices. He only did he only had one catch during the actual Senior Bowl game. It just went for 38 yards, but he's just a big play uh, waiting to happen. 38 yards on his one catch. This is typical of what he does. Uh, he averaged 18.6 yards per catch during his four-year career. It's crazy. Uh, he had catches last year of 40, 45, 65, 67, 71, and 85. Get that. Big play waiting to happen. Last year, a catch of 40, 45, 65, 67, 71, 85, all just in his senior season. Um, it's a very lofty comparison, but at 6'5 and 208, he kind of reminds me of a slightly thinner version of Mike Evans. Uh, he's not going to get picked in the first round like Evans was, so don't hear me say that. But I believe that the team's going to draft him in day two of the draft, and they're going to give him the opportunity to make some plays in his rookie season. It's also a small thing, uh, but I add some weight to prospects if they have what I consider to be proven character. Uh, he was raised with a family of athletes. His dad played in the NFL. Uh, he was an honor roll student in high school and has already received his college degree. Uh, that's a small factor co- to consider, but I really like guys with that kind of character, and it gives them just a little bit more upside makes me rank them a little bit higher. Again, I have him ranked 20th, where DLF has him ranked 33rd in his class, so I'd be drafting him in the second round. They'd be drafting him in the third. Last guy I'll talk about that I have ranked a little bit higher than the folks at DLF is Romeo Dubs. Dubs, Dubs is uh, my 23rd ranked rookie, while he's DLF's um, ranking 31, so eight eight spot difference. He's my 14th ranked wide receiver, and he's also DLF's 14th ranked wide receiver. That just means that I have him ranked higher than than them over in my overall rankings. So they must have a bunch of other players kind of squeezed in there, where I don't. Uh, Dubs is a three-star uh, recruit out of Los Angeles, and he signed you know, to the smaller school in Nevada, uh, so he had a little bit more work that he had to do. Uh, but he had a considerable share of the offense in his first two seasons, with 43 receptions in his freshman year and 44 in his sophomore year, for a total of 1,211 yards. But his junior and senior year, he nearly doubled that production of those first two seasons combined. He had 1,002 yards and nine touchdowns his junior year, and 1,109 yards and 11 touchdowns his senior year. All that to say, like uh, Jahan Dotson, he improved from year to year to year. Uh, like Christian Watson, he capitalized on his Senior Bowl invitation as well. Scouts reported that he fared really well against the highly ranked defensive backs that he went up against. And during the game, he just caught two passes, uh, but that was still good. The practices are what matter most, and he was looking really good in practice. I don't think that he has the same upside as Christian Watson, uh, but I believe that he could become a starter in the NFL in, in the right circumstances. If an NFL team thinks that he... You know, thinks thinks like I do too, um, and draft stop does in like maybe day two of the draft. I'd imagine that he'll really get a chance to start. If he doesn't get drafted until the third day, you know, kind of falls in the draft, 
he's definitely a player that I'd be willing to move down in my drafts. But right now I'm banking on some NFL teams to like him like I do and get him drafted on day two. Again, if not, he'll probably fall quite a bit in my rankings. Hey, this is a fun time of season to be a dynasty freak. you got to be studying these rookies and getting into it. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Hope that you would also listen to many others. you got to listen right now this year. One of the key tips for preparing for your rookie drafts that are coming up is really to listen to a lot of scouts and let that kind of form your opinion. Um, I hope that I can be one that you might listen to as well, even though I'm the independent guy that doesn't do this as a full-time job. <laughs> well, that's a wrap this week for my, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, make the two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. I'm much better on email than Twitter, so that's the best way to get a hold of me. I'd be honored if you'd take time to rate and review the podcast for me. That would help me as an independent podcaster. Again, thanks for listening. It's rookie time. I appreciate your support, and I do want to become your most trusted independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do this offseason. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up any.